The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your hosts, Alan and Jonathan, Bernie with Gamer News, Aurora Monroe with the weather, and Happy Gilmore with sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story tonight? Alan, our top story is in the battle for the Fox movie library and other things. Comcast has dared Disney to blink. They have offered, it's been reported, they've offered, they upped their offer of $54 billion in cash to $65 billion in cash. <laughs> Whereas Disney had offered uh, around $54 billion in stock stocks um and they're in the process of trying to put cash together to counter the comcast bid um so what happened uh the at&t and time warner um uh, merger was allowed to go through and i was just decided like a day or two ago and for, for whatever reason this kind of gave comcast the 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 cojones to up their bid to 65 billion in an attempt to get the fox um properties we talked about in pretty much everything fox has except their tv stations they're going to spin off into their own fox company like a different kind of fox company right yeah yeah so um oh boy it don't look good for the x-men and fantastic four coming back to uh marvel if if uh comcast gets what they want boy fox is the prettiest girl in the room i mean look at this 65 billion dollars 65 billion in, in cash, cash. Dang, wow. wow. Holy crap. Well, from Comcast, which is a company, this is a scary thing. This is a company that you didn't even know existed or didn't know how huge they were. And I understand you're on the West Coast. You know, we, we have Comcast cable at where I am. Yeah. Maybe that's why I knew a little bit more. But it's it, it's scary. Like ATT, you're like, okay, yeah, I understand they, ha- they have that kind of money. Disney, of course, you understand that. But a, comp- a cable company that kind of flies under the radar. They're not out there. All of a sudden, it comes up with $65 billion. That's the kind of Illuminati stuff that scares me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. It's, it's The deal is not done. Disney's got a lot of money. Yeah, they do. They do. And, um, and they understand, you know, if, if I were to, to say, like, if, if they understood, like, investing in characters, they know they've been very successful with their current... And, and I'm just talking about, you know, the superhero genre, of course. You know they, they've been very successful with that, and if, if if they had those other characters, how much more maybe they can do with it? Mm-hmm. But then again, you never know. Like this superhero saturation, this bubble's going to pop eventually, and maybe in the long run, this may actually help Disney by not, you know, yeah, dumping maybe. all their cash. It's it's hard to say, but it, it well, the- well, we both agree it's gonna it's gonna burst one of these days. Right, and the issue is this: is you know we're we're looking at it from one tiny, um view which is the comic book thing right you know these we're talking 65 billion dollars 54 billion dollars these guys are, if, I, I, I wonder if the people in the boardroom even know that that these characters are with one company or another like does that even register on what they're dealing with hmm. because Disney has to obviously they're not doing it they're not you know Disney doesn't want the property just for the comic book heroes there's a whole lot more involved. And then Comcast wants them for the same reasons. Yeah. You know. 
So I don't know what those are. I don't know what those companies bring in. I don't know what properties are attached to them. Of course, we only talk about what we care about, which are the comic book characters um, and potential movies. But it's pretty exciting to hear like these two, you know, media giants fighting over this. It's it's pretty interesting what they're willing to lay down for to to get what they want. Right. And what plans do they have for not obviously not just the heroes, but all the other parts that come with it? Yeah. You know, they get a huge Fox film library. Um, They I don't know. They probably get the movie studios. They probably get, you know, TV. I don't know what they get. It's insane. But <clears throat> what are their plans for them? Like, what are Comcast plans for? What is Disney? And why? And my question is, why is, I mean, 11 billion, man, that's a huge raise. It's like, I see you're 54. <laughs> I raise you 11 billion. Billion dollars. Yeah. Right. yeah. How about 60? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make it 60 before you go to 65. You never know. D- Disney still can counter offer, just kind of go back and forth and all of a sudden you know back out fine <laughs> they'll they'll boost it up yeah. to 100 billion and then eh, okay cheers pay up well, well isn't it like pretty recently that netflix um became like the number one see i don't follow the stocks but like they were the most valued stock like they just rose above dizzy for the first time ever or something oh, no like kidding, that really wow something yeah so yeah. i don't know i don't know i mean this is all about my heads but these numbers are talking about it's like it's almost like fake now. It's almost like an Austin Powers movie, like one trillion dollars, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, fifth golly, man, sixty-five billion. That's huge. That's huge. Insane in the memory. Yeah, and and you know, with, with if they do acquire that property, Comcast is just going to get even bigger. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And what's going to happen? To, you know. You know what are we what we're we gonna have to keep paying for? Because you look at how people have cable TV. I know I do, but people are still paying for other streaming services. I have Netflix. I know people that have Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon. Um, you know, CBS has their all access where they premiered a new Star Trek on. Uh, we know uh, DC's come, Warner Brothers coming out with one for DC. Mm-hmm. Disney's coming out with their own streaming service. Um, yeah, people still have that. You know, still people still buy cable. I still buy cable. So you know they're getting they're getting your money in a lot of different ways. That's right. Yeah. Well, good okay. for them. I guess so. <laughs> it's not money. I don't know. How do we get a little piece of that? <laughs> we have to work for the Comcast Podcasting Network or something. <laughs> That's the angle we got to take. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't even know when we're dealing with companies this huge. I don't know if I should say good luck or whatever. But look, just figure it out so we can get our X Men movies. <laughs> And Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. All right. I mean, they may still pull a deal, kind of like what Sony did with Spider-Man. You know, they don't. Disney doesn't own it, but they can have some sort of agreement where they can use the characters. Whereas right now, uh, they're not playing nice. You know, Fox is not allowing Disney to use their characters. So. You know. Yeah. Maybe maybe Comcast will have no interest in trying to find writers and directors and creating their own universe. So like, you know, Marvel. Give us some money, use characters. Right, exactly. Here, you know, you can rent rent these guys and do what you will, and then give us some profits. And yeah, so that's probably the best case scenario if Comcast buys it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay. Moving along. Moving um, along. Alan, there's a, there's a disturbing trend this week of harassment, um, what I perceive to be harassment from you know our our fellow geeks out there on the social media uh, yeah. twitter instagram now look we know 
the anonymity of some of these social media sites allows people to real, be real jerks. But in the past week, um, I guess the biggest story is Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in uh, Star uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, uh, has been harassed so much because of the character, not her acting or anything like that, but they, you know, people are hating the character and hating the movie so much that they're specifically pointing her out, her character out, and harassing her on social media where she quit social media. Um, one specific, I think Instagram. Well, she deleted all of her, her uh, account is still there and you can still look at it, but there's there's no pictures. She just, oh, she deleted okay. all the content, yeah. Right. Um, so let me ask you, I'm not, I'm not savvy on that kind of stuff. So can people post things still? Can they send her me messages still or no? Yeah, it, it's, it's no different than Facebook. You know, you can comment on there and you can direct message her too as well, but you can control that as well. You can, she could, she could have easily blocked just messages. She could have done that, but you know, there's hurtful things there probably and stuff. And enough for her to say, Hey, screw this. I'm done. And I don't yeah. blame her too, you know? Yeah, and along that also came out that the Russo brothers, I don't know if this happened recently or months ago or whatever, but also came out the Russo brothers saying that they're, I mean, they kind of left it off and it didn't affect them like they're, you know, they're still on social media. Um, but it came out that they got death threats for not having Hawkeye in Infinity War, Stupid. which I'm like, really? Hawkeye? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then there's... Um, there's kind of the fandom hijacking a tweet from Netflix regarding Anthony Bourdain. Um, almost immediately after committing suicide, you know, they put a post up saying that they would still be running his show, Parts Unknown. Um, and nobody said anything bad about Anthony Bourdain per se in this post, but um, people took that tweet as an excuse to start um, inundating. Netflix with what's you know where Shadowhunters when are you going to renew Shadowhunters Shadowhunters that Shadowhunters that kind of taken away from the whole purpose of the tweet um I mean it just it, it's it's like I said they didn't attack anything or anything like that but it's kind of not understanding the point of the tweet mm -hmm. you know where Netflix is saying you know we understand that this just happened we're going to keep his show on Netflix uh, longer than we thought we might have we just want to let you guys know. Kind of like a show. I took that as out of respect for Andy Bourdain. We're not, you know, getting rid of his show as quickly as we, we, we think we were going to. Um, but like I said, fans kind of hijacked the whole thing and made it about Shadowhunters, Shadowhunters, Shadowhunters. Which, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up to you is are, are the fans, are we as fans, I know you and I don't do this, but are, are, are you know, we're part of this community. Are, are we taking things too far? Are we getting too... I don't know, involved or, or 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 personal with these these fandoms we have. Well, I guess it's like, for example, what you and I have done. You know, with this podcast show, we've you and I have definitely have reviewed movies, uh, TV shows, and, and things of that nature. And there are some things that we liked and didn't like, but we just kind of kept it self-contained. I mean, you and I have never, uh, you know, direct messaged uh, the Rooster Brothers and, and you know death threats you know that's just yeah. that's just ridiculous and stuff and this is where i think people are just you know really crossing the line and stuff because uh but this is no different than regular cyberbullying. this has been going on for a long time because yeah you can have a big mouth behind a keyboard 
and like in Cobra Kai, they they did it with honor. They bullied you face to face. Right. And, and this time they're not doing that. So uh, it's hurtful, you know, whether it is mindless trolls on the internet. I mean, words are still words. I mean, you know, you know, for for the actress, I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure when she got the role, it was kind of like, wow, I'm in a Star Wars movie. And this is the reception that she was getting. Right. You know, it's, right. it's not anything that she expected, especially the when they start taking it racially and stuff. Right. This is the biggest role of her career, gave her the most exposure. Of course, she was probably excited about it. Of course, she did the best job she could. Um, look, if anyone listens to any of our shows, I hated The Last Jedi. I continue to hate The Last Jedi. I hated Ryan Johnson for making it. I'm not sending him death threats. I don't want him dead because he doesn't affect... Me not liking The Last Jedi does not impact my life that much. Right. You know? Yeah. It really doesn't. And, yeah. I'm, and, I, and I didn't like the Rose character. I didn't like that whole side mission. I, I'm not going to – I never. I would never even think about that. Like, I didn't even know she had a Twitter or an Instagram. <laughs> like, I don't go searching out these people to make them feel awful because I didn't like what they put on the screen or put in the comic book or put in the – you know, I, I, how am I going to protest? I have no desire to see the Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy that's coming out in a few years. Sure, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, comic books that you know, I you know, Amazing Spider-Man. They broke up Mary Jane and Peter Parker. I stopped buying Amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. You know, yeah. that's how that's how I speak. Um, I just don't understand this. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. I'm just saying, guys, calm down. This is like. <laughs> This is not that big a deal. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, really, death threats about Hawkeye not being absent? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, with the Kelly Marie Tran thing, you got John Boyega, Mark Hamill. All these guys got to stand up and say, you know, like stand up for her. Yeah. Like, it's nice it's happening, but it's something that shouldn't have to happen. Right. Eh, but it does. Yeah and, yeah. and then hijacking the Anthony Bourdain announcement to talk about Shadowhunters. Right. It's it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Cobra anyway. Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. Yeah, Cobra Kai. That's it. All right, so this is a editorial on my part. I don't speak for Alan. I don't speak for Nerd and me in general. Cut it out. Knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> I second that. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Our last uh, big news story for the evening. Oof. Now this is gonna this is gonna be a lot of information. This it is one. big, yeah. All right. So recently, back in January, um, DC Films hired a new chief to head. Well, Warner Brothers hired a new chief to head their DC Films, and his name's Walter Hamada. And it seems that he's clearing house. Uh, reading off of a comic book resource article, following the recent departure of DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson and DC Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns, which we'll get back to. Hamada was named head of Warner Brothers DC Entertainment movies in January. He's finding himself with a big task on his hands. According to Hollywood Reporter, inside the close to the scene, said that Hamada, quote, walked into a shit show. <laughs> He's trying to clean it up. Uh, so, um, before Hamada officially took over in January, these were the announced DC movies Suicide Squad 2, Joker Solo Spindle, Birds of Prey, New Gods. The Batman, a separate Joker project. Uh, Green Lantern Corps, Black Adam, Flashpoint, and a Deathstroke fronted film. <laughs> okay, they were announced over the past year. Right. Uh, currently, this is what they have, what we know. We have Aquaman, is coming out in December. 
filmed, all ready to go. Um, Shazam, coming out in April of next year. And Wonder Woman, which is officially titled, uh, Quick Hit, is, I mean, uh, new story, it's not a new story. The Wonder Woman Part 2 is officially titled Wonder Woman 1984. Nice. Um, coming in November of 2019. Nothing scheduled for anything past 2019. Jeff Johns uh, has left his um, job as chief creative officer, and that will be taken over by Jim Lee, who we love. Um, but he is writing the Green Lantern Corps movie. As well as some other things with he has a production company that he started right it's part of the reason why he left um so uh let's take this step at a time so hamada cleaning house thoughts well you need to i think you and i have expressed that before what can dc do how do you write this ship and uh yet you gotta clean house you gotta you gotta start from scratch a little bit you know or else disney runs away with the marvel genre you know, I mean, the superhero genre, I should say. Right, right. And uh, yeah, cleaning house is not a bad thing. I mean, I don't think anyone is is going to be upset, I think, because Justice League, I think fans were kind of divided. You know, actually, a lot of the DC properties fans were kind of divided in. And right. uh, and yeah, going in a new direction is a good thing. Well, also, the article states that there's a real um, there's a real um push to move away from the dark DC universe that Zack Snyder, Snyder yeah. kind of envisioned. Right. Um, and look, I'm not blaming Zack Snyder because DC's the one that hired him to do this. Right. And I'm sure I'm sure he didn't walk in there saying, oh, we're going to have these light fun movies and then totally switched on them. Yeah. He went in there and pitched this dark DC to them and they went, they went all in. Um, so I'm not blaming Zack Snyder. Uh, so I think that's a smart move to move away from it. Not that they have to be Marvel, but I think they need to find their balance. Um, but this is troublesome to me too because they announced a Joker movie that's outside of DCEU with Joaquin Phoenix. And then they just announced that the the guy, Jared Leto, who was Joker at Suicide Squad, is getting his own Joker solo movie. So are they going to overkill us with Joker? Um, they've also, to go along with this, uh, and we can talk a little bit about this, um, Matt Reeves, who's doing the Batman movie, it's been reported he's going for a younger Kid Crusader, so ba- Ben Affleck is probably most likely out as Batman at this point. Right. <clears throat> um, but is a standalone as part of the DCEU? Who knows? You know, yeah. And what's this do to the Aquaman and Wonder Woman timelines? Right. By making a younger Batman. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's going to take a while for DC's plan to kind of unfold, so it makes sense to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know this is a good direction to go in. Yeah. I know. I totally agree. You know, depending on timeline, I don't think it really makes a difference too. You know. Because you can no. start with like, look what Wonder Woman did. They they did it with what year was that? When they uh, World War One, right? And they were very successful with that without being uh, without throwing things off, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think I think this guy's got a good idea. Um, you know, things like Flashpoint, Suicide Squad Two, Birds of Prey, Batgirl, which you remember Joss Whedon was supposed to write, but he left, right? Um, 
we haven't heard about those movies in a few months, and I think he's maybe unofficially shelved them. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like kind of like if we don't talk about it, maybe they'll forget about it. <laughs> yeah, that or he's trying to clean up and say, "Hey, let's let's figure out these." Well, let's put it this way: the man has a vision, kind of like Kevin Feige. He had a vision, he had a plan, and yeah, he's he's sticking to it. So, so can Mister Hamada Hamida be the Kevin Feige of the DC Well, they can only hope. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Only time will tell. Exactly. Um. Okay, wait, was that everything regarding that? You sure? No. Well, there's more DC stuff. Oh, well, to go along with, um, so what's his face is leaving. What's his face? (laughs) Um, Jeff Johns is leaving. Yeah. As C chief creative, CCO, chief creative officer, um, to go and do, he's going back to writing comics and he's doing movie stuff too. Like I said, he's going to be writing the Green Lantern uh, core movie. He's listed as a producer under Wonder Woman 2 mm-hmm. and I believe Shazam. Um, and Aquaman, I think, also. Excuse me. Uh, but he's going back and he's going to he's gonna kind of head an imprint within DC Comics called Killzone. Not a lot of information on that, but... Oh, he's also going to be writing a Shazam series for DC, so that's going to be interesting. I mean, I like Jeff Johns as a writer. He did a great job on the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he'll do with these other things, but he was pretty good on that. Um, so there's that. So uh, what else is going on? DC. Jim Lee is taking over his spot. Yeah. Oh, okay, uh, maybe that's it then. Yeah, I feel like we had more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Before our show prep was like, oh not. man, this is gonna take forever to get there. Yeah, I know. Um. Yeah, oh, okay, we can fold this into it. Aquaman um, has been screened by um, the Warner Brothers executives, and they have high praise for it. So there's some good news there. Thank God. I mean, I know I know your thought is, well, what else are I going to say? They work for Warner Brothers. But my thing is this. is I, James Wan makes pretty – he makes entertaining movies. I don't know if they're good movies, but he makes entertaining movies. <laughs> I can definitely say I'm entertained by his movies. And I think a lot of that darkness will be gone and – all this other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I have yeah. hope. And we should be seeing a, um, a trailer for Aquaman any day now, they say. That's cool. I yeah. think with, with the DC movies being that the vision was under, let's say, Zack Zach Snyder and stuff. And re- remember, Justice League went through a lot of reshoots to make it a little bit lighter. And they right. got um, Josh Whedon to come in. I think that's that's when these movies kind of struggle. You know, you have one vision, and you're trying to force a different kind of vision, let's say, to fix things up. Uh, right. Kind of like what Solo did. You had a vision, and then someone comes in and changes the vision. So things don't always feel smooth. But I don't know. I think we talked about that this actually happens often, where directors come on and off and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. in this particular fashion, uh, I think they're doing the right thing. You know, I- I'm I'm always in favor of being patient and letting people work things out to do things correctly than putting out a semi-good product. Well, I I think one of the issues was DC wanted Snyder to do what Marvel did and do it in less time. Remember, Marvel did it over 10 years. Yeah. Um, well, then they I hired the wrong director because that's not Zachary Snyder's style. Right. And, and I think Hamada is also kind of like, hey, let's take a step back. First of all, we don't need to be um, Marvel. We have great characters. 
We have great stories. Why not just become, let's do our own thing. You know what I mean? Like, don't try to be Marvel. You'll make your money. You don't have to be Marvel. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I mean, I'll go see. We're going to go to the DC movies. Yeah. We're not expecting them to be uh, Marvel movies. Oh, the DC characters are super iconic. You know, you don't have to read a comic book in most cases to understand who Superman is and Wonder Woman. You know, I mean, it is. I mean, I think that Marvel had a, a tougher time trying to introduce characters that I would say slightly, slightly obscure. You know, I don't think Ant-Man was ever a household name nor Doctor Strange to, to the majority of the people out there. So, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Alan, that's the end of our headlines. It's time for Okay, so today we're here to talk about uh the recap of E3, 3-day event, um all the new releases for the games coming out between 2018 and 2019. Um, so we'll start talking about uh, new Halo, Halo Infinity, um, which is actually pretty cool. I think they kind of hinted that they were going to release a new Halo because they started releasing um, Funkos again for, uh, oh, for Master Halo. Chief. Uh huh. Oh, right so they released uh, Master Chief with the energy sword and then right. they released another uh, Master Chief that was with the invisible armor or whatever. Right. So when, the, when we heard that that was coming out, we're like, it's going to be Halo. <laughs> But man, the graphics look good in the trailer. Didn't didn't really reveal a lot of gameplay, but you know they just had that one scene where you have the soldier holding Master Chief's helmet, and right. you're like, dang, it's gonna get down. So we'll be looking forward to Halo. Uh, Gears of War Five uh, looks like that the story is gonna be following Kate now uh, from Gears of War Four. Yeah. So we'll see how they do with that one. I think they're coming out with two other. Um, uh, now like. Not like side games, but you know they kind of like diverse a little bit off the story. I think I read somewhere they were gonna have two other Gears of War coming out as well. Not really tied to the main storyline though. I hope they do well because I know Gears of War Four didn't have the same popularity as Three. No, no. Gears of War Three was super good. Yeah, it was cool because you know I liked the co-op yeah. for the campaign. That was nice, but just kind of didn't have the same effect like the other ones had. Yeah. Um. And I know we already talked about Fallout 76, but um, new with that, uh, they're making that game an MMO instead of a campaign, like one-on-one. -on -one. So uh, I saw that to kind of combat that, they're releasing Elder Scrolls 6, and they're going to make that a single-player game, like how Skyrim was. So I'm looking forward to those two. They do a really good job with the Elder Scrolls, and uh, the online's nice, but I kind of like to have that one, like on your own, open world. Kill whoever you want, no big deal. <laughs> um, let's see, Battlefield 5. Uh, they're going to be releasing their game, and they're also doing Battle Royale, like how Call of Duty is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that'll be a little bit of a new, uh, a new direction for Battlefield. Uh, speaking of, Fortnite is now available on Twitch, or not Twitch, um, the Nintendo Switch. So check that out, too. Uh, let's see, no Devil May Cry 5 is also coming out. Uh, the gameplay looks pretty good. Uh, the combat system looks kind of similar to the Devil May Cry 4, but you'll be following Nero again. And, um, you know, just it looks like it's pretty action packed. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on in their trailer. Uh, let's see. Kingdom Hearts 3. We talked about that one last week. Um, 
So the trailer that they released, they showed the frozen world. So you're running around following Elsa and Anna and uh, what's what's the snowman? Olaf. Olaf. Yeah. 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 So that'll be good. And honestly, like the graphics that they've been doing with this, and like they kind of like geared up the new. Like, they uh, they show the summon of Simba. I don't know if you like are familiar with the game, but Simba shows up in every single game as like a summon, you know, um, temporary character. Gotcha. And oh my god, like. Can I say yeah? Can I say ass? He is badass. He looks so cool. Like what they're doing with this. Like man, that trailer just got me right in the feels. And it shows like Mickey at the end uh, looking at Aqua. Like I don't know if you're familiar, but she's like from a totally different game. And like oh my god, it's gonna go down with them. And oh, it's just it's so exciting. Um, let's see, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That one's not like necessarily new news, but they've uh, been doing a lot of stuff with the Tomb Raider series. Um, it, I kind of actually, it's starting to remind me of like the original Tomb Raider, like Tomb Raider 1. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I've been kind of like hesitant playing those games. So I'm like, they're not at all like the originals. Yeah. It's just her getting beat up in the woods by bears and stuff. Yeah. Whereas before, it was just like, man, she's already like. Right. But that one actually looks pretty interesting. I'll have to check that one out. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That one is going to be taking place in Greece during the Spartan and Athens War. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and also, you get to choose if you want to be male or female. Okay. So, it's not even just one player that you're playing as. Right. Uh, you get the Sword of Leonidas, and you get to just hack and slash. Sick. It's going to be so good. Oh, man. That sounds good. I know. Just a golden sword. And just whoosh, 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 whoosh. <laughs> um, Let's see. Transference. That's a virtual reality thriller game coming out. Uh, I guess Elijah Wood's been working with Ubisoft making this one. Um, Is this with the goggles? Like Sony's VR thing? Yeah, the VR. Oh, wow. okay. So I think you could probably play without it, but I think that um, it's intended to be VR. So it's a first person, but it's like gameplay and a lot of story mode in between. So you're right. kind of getting game and movie and game, you know? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I think it'll probably be really appealing to VR, but I don't know, if, I don't know how it's going to look if you don't have it. So right. we'll see how that one does. Uh, Ubisoft also has uh, Skull and Bones, which is pretty similar to like Sea of Thieves, oh, okay. taking place in the Indian Ocean. Uh, during the the pregame, the Ubisoft like pre-show, they kind of spent a lot of time going into depth, like the history of like why they made the game. Kind of like I didn't watch the whole thing honestly, but it was like a a uh, history on like some trade between countries in the Indian Ocean, okay. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, and Nintendo Super Smash Ultimate, mm -hmm. they're re-releasing all of the fighting characters that they've had, about 65 of them. Wow. I know. So, I mean, you know, obviously Square didn't do anything with Final Fantasy VII, which is a little bit disappointing, yeah. but at least you could play Cloud in Super Smash, so <laughs> I'll take that as a consolation prize. Uh, and lastly, we have uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Uh, they kind of already released their trailer before E3, but they kind of went uh, in depth a little bit more about their games, which is kind of cool. If you play Pokemon Go, um, the or the data you already have, the Pokemon you already have in Go can transfer to uh, back and forth between your games. So like if you're chilling, um, having lunch at like Subway or something, and you're playing Pokemon Go, they can transfer the Pokemon you just caught over on your phone. Nice into the data game on the switch that's nice so it's cool that's cool. and it's pretty neat too there there's like a controller like a pokeball controller oh, so yeah. you can like actually Come be on. throwing while you're sitting there like <laughs> trying to catch the pokemon 
and like if you look at the trailer too like it looks like the light flashes like there's a pokemon inside too oh, wow. it's pretty cool it's nice. pretty neat they're actually making pokemon almost like a real thing you That's know awesome. advancing from the 32 pixel yeah into like a 3d thing so but that is the main points I have for E3. Uh, obviously, they had a ton more other games, you know, that they talked about. But just trying to condense three days into eight minutes. Which one are you looking forward to the most? Anything? Anything? Definitely Kingdom Hearts. That's like, yeah, that's like my childhood right there. Definitely Halo with the graphics and just storyline continuing. And uh, I think Fallout 76. Those are like my top three. Like I cannot wait to play. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you for that, Bernie. Uh, Alan, you know what time it is? Tell me, baby. It's time to hit it. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I watch the Ant-Man Wasp trailer, I'm like, dude, that's that's quick hits. Someone someone over there was listening to our podcast. I can only hope. (laughs) I hope it's Evangeline Lily. And if it is you, Instagram me. (laughs) (laughs) Quick hit. Okay. I've loved you since Lost. Um, <laughs> all right. Quick hit. All right. Alan, guess what? We've got Stanley news. <laughs> all right. It's so not the weekend geek without Stanley news. It really isn't. <laughs> what will we do ourselves when he stops making news? Right. Okay. So Stanley's business manager was arrested for filing false re- police reports, which leads to speculation. That the report we reported either last week or two weeks ago about gunmen being outside his home was not true. But they arrested someone. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I don't know what's going on. Fake news. So, in conjunction with this, Stanley, who said his business partner, his business manager, is the only person he trusts, has severed ties with his business manager <laughs> after this arrest. Wow. Um, I went to Stanley's Twitter to see what's going on. And the only thing was there was a recipe for pancakes. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, he actually hasn't said anything on Twitter yet about it. Okay. So that's where we are with 95-year-old Stan Lee. Now he's broken ties with his business manager who's been arrested. Will someone please help this wonderful <laughs> but very old man through the rest of his days? Kevin Smith, get out there. Adopt <laughs> him. And take care of him, please. Todd McFarlane, someone. Somebody, yeah. Right. So, who does Stan trust anymore? Sure. Me. I don't know. Right. You. Yes. You take care of I Hey, I'm good. Just, Stan, you can live here as long as you sign six things a day. <laughs> <laughs> and don't look on my eBay. That's horrible. Right. Okay. All right. Click it. So, what? good luck, Stanley. Yeah, good luck, Stanley. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you have some Marvel Infinity uh, fan news, huh? Oh man, is this guy a fan? This guy on Twitter, his name is Nem, the Infinity Watcher. Um, apparently on Twitter, he was posting a ticket stub every time he watched a movie. And I think he got it, at the time, 42 times in a row. And wow. uh, yeah, I think they were IMAX viewings too, or I could be wrong. And, uh, and so uh, the Russo brothers got notice of this. And they invited this guy to the premiere of Avengers 4. Oh man, that is so awesome! Yeah. Oh, and uh, fifty free tickets as well. To event. Oh, so to, he can go fifty more times. Uh, let's see. Not only did IMAX reach out and offer him fifty. Oh, IMAX gave him fifty free tickets to make sure he keeps the streak going. Oh, oh okay, yeah. Currently, 
Yeah, so they're they're helping him push it along. And then the Rooster Brothers says, hey, you're going to come down to watch Avengers 4. That's awesome. Sick. I love that. That's awesome. That's really, that's great. Yeah. It's a good movie, too. Yeah, it's okay. But to be fair, even (laughs) I fell asleep during the fourth viewing. (laughs) It's okay. You're such a jerk. It's good. It's good stuff. It's really good Yeah. But I can't imagine 42 times. Like I said, I even I fell asleep during the fourth viewing. <laughs> um, yeah, but good for him, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That how cool you, is that? See, that's the kind of fan you need to be. Right. That's how you use Twitter. Yeah. 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 Hmm. For good, right? Good for you and them. Yeah, boom. All right. Now watch him do something stupid like film it illegally and put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Don't do that, Nem. <laughs> All right. All right. Quick it. George Lucas. <laughs> I don't know why all these stories are making me giggle before I say them. George Lucas said, it's a good thing he didn't make his planned 7, 8, 9 movie because the fans would have hated it. <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about what he was going to, his movies were going to be about? Uh, if you have it in detail, that's probably better because I, I think I read something like he wanted, he didn't want to keep going with the story of the skywalkers but kind of like the the microcosm of the universe right well he was going to talk about he was going to introduce these you know we had um metachlorians right yay yeah uh he was going to introduce something called the wills w-h-i-l-l-s um which is part of star wars law the word at least because it's called the journal of the wills okay but the wills are going to be like microscopic beings that fed off the force and they're the reason why the force could like I think I think it was gonna turn out that when you use the force to like lift your X wing or whatever, it was actually these wills. Oh. Gotcha. I don't know. Okay. So he's like he's like, Yeah, after the reception I got from the first three, I don't think they would have liked my last three. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna sell my stuff to Disney. <laughs> I'm gonna walk yeah, away. <laughs> I'm, gonna get out. I'm gonna tap out. Yeah. <laughs> quit while I, quit while my head. Um, yeah, so my question is, you know what, if he went ahead and did that and maybe learned from his prequel mistakes, mm-hmm. I don't know that at least one of them couldn't have been, could not have been better than Less Jedi, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Don't put yourself down, George. You still created an entire universe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, a very iconic universe, too, so. Very iconic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Wicked. Uh, Cloak and Dagger premiered on Freeform, which used to be ABC Family, um, to the highest ratings on that channel since the finale of uh, Pretty Little Liars. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Did you get a chance to watch? I, 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 I'll be honest with you. It was on. My wife watched it. She loved it. And uh, but I, I, I got to find some time to catch up with it though. Right. It looked good though. Yeah, there are only two episodes in at this point. Oh, wait, yeah. did they come out this week? Very uh, adult-natured, it looked like. Adult-themed. Uh, well, it's not free. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know what Freeform supposed to be because it used to be ABC Family. Okay. So I'm going to try to keep that um, vibe. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was adult-themed. It was good. It was good. It was, it was kind of more than the, well... More than Agents of Shield, less than a, a Netflix Marvel show. Yeah, that. that's that's a good example. That's yeah. correct. So, yes. um, I liked. It. I enjoyed it. The, you know, the origin story is updated. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it kind of sticks close to the comic book. Cool. Um, yeah, we'll keep a close watch on this one. 
yeah so uh yeah we'll see how it does hopefully mm -hmm. it does well yeah we root for all the color book properties absolutely so good for you cloak and or dagger <laughs> uh gamestop will start selling marvel and dc comics i think that's a cool thing it's a great idea yeah like when you go to gamestop now they're more I mean, if you haven't been there in a while, right? It's it's more than just video games. They have a lot of pop culture items, toys, uh, movie, you know, I guess semi movie props, I guess you'd call them, and right. having comic books there. It's it's always nice to see uh, comic books being displayed because you don't really see them a lot, a whole lot anymore. Like, I mean, I used to see them at, like at the Seven Eleven and uh, like the supermarket, but not as much anymore. Yeah, I don't think that, I'm trying to think the last time I've seen comic books like on a rack. Yeah, and I don't. I can't remember. They're not in convenience stores anymore. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know where to get comic books except a comic book store now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the best part is GameStop is putting them on the spinning rack like in the old days. Yeah. That's good. So, fun. yeah, it'll be fun, but good luck with Mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's um, going to happen. But yeah, so if you're looking for a comic book fix, GameStop. Although they are only doing Marvel and DC. Yeah. But, yeah, can't have everything. Exactly. All right. Wicked. Wicked. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has a new comic book out and in it there's a little controversy because in it um, it's actually about the new Ant-Man the original well, backstory the original Ant-Man was uh, Hank Pym and the Wasp was Janet Van Dyke in the comics and they're original Avengers uh, the current Ant-Man is Scott Lang and Nadia Van Dyne who I don't know who she is she has some relation to Janet, obviously. Yeah. Maybe daughter, I'm not sure. But Nadia Van Dyne is the current Wasp. So the comic book series is about them two. But it opens up with kind of the history of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it talks about Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Mm -hmm. Now, for those that haven't read the comics, back in like 1980, 1981, a story was written where, um, Ant where Hank Pym, who left the Ant-Man identity, became Yellow Jacket, but not a villain at the time. Um... Uh, was found to be hitting uh, they were married and was found to be hitting the wasp so basically he was committing uh, domestic violence against the, uh, Janet Van Dyne um, you know that was it was discussed in, in the series back in the 80s and you know Hank Pym has many many times over redeemed himself in the comics um, but it, for whatever reason that is one of his defining qualities in the comics right. that he was you know, a domestic abuser. Well, in this recap of their of, of their relationship in this new comic, it glosses over that. It doesn't mention that at all. Just about how they fell in love and blah blah blah. But I mean, even the comics now they're not married; they're, they're still divorced. Uh, so it's causing a bit of a controversy. Um, some people say, "Well, you don't need to put that part into it because he has proved himself years and years after." to be a hero and he's you know they've had issues where he's apologized issues where he's went to treatment all this stuff um so what do you think is this something they need to keep bringing up no 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 so it's not glossing over it it's just not you know when you when you tell the story of your mother and father's relationship not you personally but when someone tells the story of their mother and father's relationship do you tell about that time they got angry and were screaming at each other no so, and not the domestic abuse, of course, is awful. Um, but I don't know that it's a big deal they didn't mention it. Doesn't mean they weren't going to mention it in the future. Um, 
But I just feel like people are just take, looking for ways to complain about things, almost. What else is new? <laughs> we just started this whole podcast about people complaining about nonsense. Right. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's the, the place to complain about domestic violence and things like that. Um, it's part of his history. It is. Um, and who's to say the writer wasn't going to address it in issue two or issue three or something, yeah. you know? Yeah. So <laughs> take a wait and see approach before you start screaming at people about you're glossing over history. <laughs> you're really not. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Quick hit. Our final quick hit of the evening all right avengers infinity war has crossed over to two billion dollars <laughs> i have my pinky to my mouth too um <laughs> yeah two billion bro that's and a lot of money april came out april may definitely less than two months mm, well, yes that's why 40, 42 days about if we go by the guy that's seen it <laughs> uh yeah so two billion worldwide uh joins the ranks of Ugh, Avatar, <laughs> the Titanic. Oh come on! And Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You didn't like Titanic. I, I did, but two billion dollars worth. Come on. Ugh, that was a lot of re- rewind. You know, I wonder yeah. if Infinity War did it the fastest. No, it, it was beat out. Oh, I read that. Um, what beat it out? I think Force Awakens beat it out. Did it? Okay. By like by like a day. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty right. close. Yeah, but $2 billion, good for them, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, we said it before. The record holder is Avatar with 2.8. Is it going to hit 2.8? No. Because the yeah, DVD is coming out soon. That last $800 million might be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane when you think about $800 million. <laughs> Hey, Nem. Step it up, yeah. man. <laughs> well, no, because IMAX screwed themselves because they gave them 50 free tickets. Right. Oh, but th- that, those are still paid tickets, I would imagine, right? I oh, mean, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Step it up. <laughs> Bring your friends. <laughs> Bring your friends. <laughs> and your friends, friends, and your friends, friends, yeah. and your friends, friends. <laughs> so ah, ah, that was cool. Well, I'm very happy for this movie, too, Billy. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to find... Where it says it was uh, even adjusted for inflation, it's the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. It beats Black Panther, Iron Man, Iron Man Three, Dark Knight, Spider Man Three, and Wonder Woman. Wow! Uh, la, 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 la. I was—I'm uh, not gonna lie. I, I Black Panther was big, and I and I had my doubts Infinity War would beat it, uh, because Black Panther was good, you know, and it had a lot going for it. There's a lot of publicity around that movie. It right. it paid off too, um, but yeah, Infinity War was was super enjoyable. Avengers, Aven- Avengers, Avengers Four is going to be huge, huge. Oh, it has to be. Yeah, it has be to huge. be. Sure. Uh, so Infinity War just missed out on Avatar's record of being the fastest to reach it. Son of a gun. Yeah. Nems. <clears throat> All right. Get moving. All, All right. right, and thus ends Quick Hits, and thus ends another edition of the week. And geek. Woohoo! This is Alan signing off. This is Alan, uh, Jonathan, who <laughs> still has to figure out a goodbye. Doesn't know his own name. I don't. <laughs> Boy. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, no! <laughs>